Good morning. It's the start of a brand new day here in late June and the start of a brand new era of Cougar football. Welcome to BYU TV on the campus of Brigham Young University in Provo, Utah. This is the state of the program as we kick off BYU Football Media Day Supercast here on BYU TV. And what a pleasure it is to welcome you inside our broadcast facility, which is unlike any other on any campus in the world. I'm Dave McCann. I'll announce the stars of our show in a moment. We do have a lot to talk about. Yes, we'll discuss the Big 12. ESPN, some new scheduling details, the new coach, the new staff, the returning quarterbacks. In fact, Taysom Hill and Tanner Magum will join us on this program a bit later in the hour. And this is just the beginning. Following the state of the program, we'll have a two-hour special edition of BYU Sports Nation with Jerem Jordan and Spencer Linton. They'll have player and coaches interviews. Then at 4 Eastern, 2 Mountain, an incredible hour of nostalgia as we revisit the 1996 team that went 14-1 and won the Cotton Bowl on New Year's Day on CBS. The big stars will be here. It'll be a great time. We also want to mention our live web chats are available starting at 2 Eastern, 12 Mountain, over on BYUtv.org. And for the first time in the history of BYU Media Day on BYU TV, we've got a new head coach in the spotlight we welcome Kalani Sitake, Athletic Director Tom Homo, and ESPN College Football Analyst and BYU National Champion Trevor Maddich. Welcome. It's great to be here. Good morning. 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 Coach, this is your party. Welcome to it. In six months now, you've been head coach. What have you learned about this job that you didn't know six months ago? Uh, not a lot of surprises. I mean, there's a lot of things that, uh, being a former player, not a lot of head coaches have the opportunity of, of cheering for the team and then being able to play for that team and then being the head coach. And so uh, not a lot of surprises, just a lot of hard work, but I've been enjoying every second of it. Um, just I've been really overwhelmed by the support that we received from everybody in the community and Cougar Nation. So it's been, it's been an honor to be in this, this position. You have traveled the country at Fan Fest and, and Firesides in these last half year or so. Uh, what has impressed you the most about the folks that support your program? Just the passion and the energy that they have for our program and for BYU altogether. I mean, we've been able to travel, and you said, and, and you mentioned talking about the firesides. Uh, it's exciting for our players knowing that they're going to get support in the different venues we're going to play against and, and fe- you know, featuring these uh, uh, big-time opponents that we're going to go in, into the schedule. So uh, it's, it's an exciting time, and uh, I'm, I'm honored to be in this position and ready to roll. Now, you told me a story at one of these fan fests with Taysom dunking a basketball. So there are some surprises. What happened with that? Yeah, he was, someone asked him to dunk a basketball, and he did it. And so it's the, the old, hey, if someone told you to jump off a bridge type of deal. <laughs> it, was a good, it was a good teaching moment for Taysom. Um, you know, it's good. We're going to have to teach him to slide and step out of bounds once in a while. But uh, I think that, um, you know, he, he, it, was, it was nice to see him dunking the basketball. It wasn't the nicest dunk I've ever seen. But uh, it was good to see that his, uh, his body's healing well. And you ran over and shut it down pretty quick. You did, After you the second one, I had, that was enough. You know? <laughs> I was going to join in the dunking, but the rim was too high. <laughs> Smart man. We'll talk about Taysom, his health, Jamal and his health, and, and some of the others in just a bit. Tom, you've got this new guy and his staff. How excited are you to get things going? I'm really excited. They've been doing a great job. I think a lot of our fans see what they've done in the community, and they see what they read about in the paper. But one of the things that I look at is what they do behind the scenes, that the things that people don't really know. And this is a football team. They have a lot of football work to do. They have a lot of transitions to make. A brand new coaching staff, personalities, 
a lot of new characters on the team, recruits, recruiting, and all those things blend together to make what's going to happen this season a real. Trevor, you represent the national championship team. Uh, looking backwards and moving forward, there's now a guy that's the coach of BYU who played for BYU. What does that mean for former players? Played for Lavelle Edwards, served a mission in between it all. And I think that, that's part of the genius of hiring Coach Sataki here because there are, as I travel the country and I visit with the most successful college football coaches in the nation, they always say that you win with people. And you win by understanding the, the culture and the innate advantages of the institution where you work. And BYU is a special place, in part because of the honor code, in part because of the nature of return missionaries and, and the influence that they have on guys that are not members of the church, just from the standpoint of leadership and maturity. And to maximize that has been what has made BYU football what it is. And Coach Sataki, because he played here uh, at the highest level, because he served a mission, Everything that these players are going through, he went through. He understands it. And so that ability to maximize the unique advantages that BYU has, I think, is one of the great things we can look forward to going forward. As you learn to manage the, uh, the football team uh, with an honor code and, and all those things, I know one thing that, uh, that was said early on that uh, a lot of players responded to is, is you, you reiterated you're their football coach, not their religious leader, mm-hmm. and you're here to win football games. I am. I mean, that's my job is to be their coach. Um, but I, I do, I, I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I, I'm proud of that. I'm a disciple of Christ. And so I, I, you know, I honor the, try to honor priesthood that I have, and, and I love my family. And um, the gospel in my life gives me a lot of, a lot of security. And uh, being able to uh, you know, be an example to our players is more important than anything for me on the religious, religious side. But football-wise... Uh, I played here, and, and, and uh, I played for one of the best coaches of, of all time in college football, yeah. being Lavelle Edwards. And the things that we had here and the, the things that were established, um, it's, it's an honor to have the 96 team here with us. Um, just because you know, it, it, in, in order for everybody to really appreciate what has happened in, in, in the program, it's good for them to look back in the past and see the, the ones that have sacrificed a lot and laid the groundwork for, for, these, uh, for these guys that we have right now currently on the team. Uh, so uh, I think it's good to go back in the past and see all the guys that, that have uh, done all the hard work. And even, I mean, we're sitting on the stage with two of them as well, you know, with Tom and, and, and with Trevor being here. And so, uh, you know, we're, we're a big family and we're, we're, you know, a national known program. And I think it's important that uh, we all do it together. And, uh, you know, I, I think the BYU is not just about uh, one coach and it's not about one player. It's about the, the, the whole unit. Uh, being a family, and that's uh, from the, uh, the present, the past, and then looking forward to the future. We do have some scheduling news to pass on this morning as we look at the upcoming schedule. The Cougars open against Arizona in the Arizona Cardinals' home stadium in Glendale. This could be the largest gathering of BYU fans for an out-of-state regular season game in the history of Cougar football. Kickoff 10.30 Eastern time on Fox Sports 1. The following week, BYU at Utah, 7.30 Eastern, 5.30 Mountain, on Fox. Now to the news, the start time for the home opener against UCLA set for 10:15 Eastern, 8:15 Mountain on ESPN or ESPN2. The Toledo home game on Friday, September 30th. That is set for 10:15 Eastern, 8:15 Mountain on ESPN2. The Friday home game on October 14th against Mississippi State also set now 10:15 Eastern, 8:15 Mountain on ESPN. We're going to have some late nights at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, but we will be out of the heat 
and the November 12th home game against Southern Utah. That'll start at 3 Eastern, 1 Mountain on BYU TV. Tom, as you see these late times come in for Friday nights, uh, you get the national exposure, but you're asking your fans to get a nap. It's a little bit of a a two-edged sword in that we want exposure, we want access. We've gone across the country and tried to bring our team out to everywhere in the country, to all the different conferences, and to play the best teams in the storied programs. But in order to do that, you have to sacrifice a little bit. It's a sacrifice for our fans because of the time, but everyone across the country, that's the time that they want. That's prime time, and there's nothing. Our, our players want to be on prime time. Yeah. And under the lights at night, out of the heat, players love to do that too, don't they, Clowney? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, it, being in Lavelle Stadium is a special site, and, and, and uh, it's going to be loud, and it's going to be fun. I mean, we're, we're the biggest, one of the biggest stadiums in college football, and uh, it, has, it has a lot of history and tradition behind it. And so I'm looking forward to seeing these guys, uh, you know, get the lights turned on and performing for the fans. And Trevor, when you have a, an ESPN partner, uh, you're happy with just about any slot that's not in the middle of the night. So 10:15 Eastern time, uh, good time on the West Coast, and just a good time to be on it all. Well, you know, Tom talked about how the players want to play on prime time. Recruits want to go places where they can be on prime time. And the thing about BYU playing at those times, what that means is they're being featured by ESPN. They're being featured by ESPN. Right. And that says a lot about the respect that this program has nationally. And it says a lot about, about players, high school players, as they are in any state looking at BYU being featured and maybe giving another look when maybe they might not have before. Mark Neville, Ted Tolner here from the Poinsettia Bowl. Should BYU get bowl eligible back in San Diego? Yeah, that would be a great opportunity. This is where the football tradition really started, where we really got it going and stepped up to the next level, playing in those initial holiday bowls right, right off the start. So many um, important games, so many of the players that really cut their teeth at BYU mm-hmm. in that stadium. Right um, over there, one of them. There they are. Right over here, another. The Poinsettia Bowl uh, has been a part of it. Now that they have both uh, San Diego organizations right. fall under one umbrella, and it's so great to have Ted Tolner one of our coaches who went on to do great things back in that bowl and have him back here today. So we have a lot of reunions going on. We got the 96 team. It's so great to see some of those guys. But it's really great to see Coach Tolner back here representing Poinsettia Bowl. Let's uh, talk about the elephant in the room now, the Big 12 Conference. Uh, Just about every report now coming from Big 12 media outlets has BYU referenced as the uh, best potential candidate for an expansion. They're not done with expansion talk. Late July, early August, they're expected to, to kick it back up again if, if you believe the reports. Uh, where are we at with that? Well, I think I know for sure that every day for the last two years, <laughs> somebody's caught me in the mall, on the street, in church, wherever, and asked me what's going on. And it's hard for me because what we read in the papers is really a lot of the information. They've kept that uh, tied to the vest. But I know how important it is for our fans to be asked that much, to be able to see the excitement and the energy. I really would love to see our football team play at that level, to be playing in a P5 conference. The schedule that we have set for this team this year is a great schedule, but that's the way the P5s play every year. And that's one of the things that I like about pursuing this is just the fact that I want our players, not just in football, but in all of our sports, to be able to play at the highest level. And now, right now, in college football, that's what it's all about, is playing at that level. So we're uh, 
imitating a P5 schedule right now yeah. and, and being in a conference like that, but it would be a great thing for BYU football to get there. There's been a shift because it wasn't long ago when, when it was BYU saying, hey, we want to get in a P5 conference. Now all that noise is coming from outside the state. And I know you got to be happy with that. Well, I really like that, Dave. I really feel that it's, it's an honor for BYU to be in that sentence and right up front. To see the players that are back here today from the 96 team, I think that the 84 team, the 96 team, and a lot of teams thereafter, and even some of the pioneers, Giff and Gary Scheide, Virgil Carter, and all the other, I don't want to leave out any of the linemen, but never there's a lot of players. <laughs> there's a lot of players that have made this possible. When this happens, it's going to be because of their sacrifice on the field. Is BYU at the table in those discussions? No, we're not at the table. I think everybody has made that perfectly clear. The Big 12 has gone about this business very professionally. They're not wanting to make it be a public um, discussion, although there's been a few personalities from the Big 12 that have made comments. But it's in our best interest not to be pushing the envelope and to be out there every single day. But they're well aware of what we've done. Like you said, the, the stats and the records speak for themselves. We're a very, very good football program for over 40 years. We have an, an excellent athletic tradition outside of football. And educationally, this is one of the best schools ever. So we, we just need to be able to play football the best we can this year, keep playing, winning championships, um, having successful All-Americans and being up at the top. A couple more tactical questions, and we'll get Kalani's take on this. But uh, the ESPN contract, would that impede BYU joining a league? No, not at all. We have a great relationship with ESPN. I think the BYU TV and ESPN relationship is really symbiotic. And over these last uh, number of years, you can see it just gets better and better. Yeah. And so... Um, both both of those entities feel like they'll be supportive of us going in that direction. Sunday play will Sunday play be the deal breaker? I, I don't know. That's that's you know that's up to the P five conferences. But I do know that it's something that we hold very sacred, and we have never played on a Sunday, and we're not going to play on a Sunday. But that's something that we've been in conferences for over forty years, three different conferences, and it's something that we've never really had to worry about too much. In some of the sports, there's been a few little uh, wrinkles that had to be ironed out, right. but it hadn't been that big of a problem. Should uh, expansion not come right away and maybe a little further down the road, is the relationship with ESPN strong enough to hold serve? Yeah, absolutely. I think you can see what, what, what they've done. They've helped us get a lot of these games. Right. And I think that that relationship and that partnership has been strong in the past, going back to the time when we first played the first live game on TV against Pittsburgh in 84, to this point and into the future. These games that we're playing this year are kind of forerunners for some big games that we have lined up in the future. That's the most BYU's talked about the Big 12, so I appreciate uh, taking a few minutes. Kalani, what do you make of all this Big 12 chatter, and, and do recruits bring it up as, as you're going around? Yeah, recruits bring it up, but I, I mean, the fact that we're being mentioned is, is an honor in itself, uh, more to the program and the tradition that we've had. And uh, everything else we just leave up to Tom and his department to, to, to do that. But uh, we're just excited about the schedule. I mean, we have, I've been, I've been uh, lucky enough to be coaching in a lot of Power 5 schedules and conferences. And, and um, this, is, this is a Power 5 schedule. If, in fact, it's harder than a lot of the schedules that I've been a part of. 
and uh, we're excited about it. You know, our players are excited uh, for the for the schedule and looking forward to playing these great opponents, and uh, it's going to be fun. Trevor, how smart would the Big 12 be to invite BYU? I think BYU has a lot to <laughs> offer. And I think part of the reason is because of the uncertainty in the TV industry going forward. Right now there is this untethering uh, in, in cable packages where people are starting to split up what they watch. And instead of buying an entire package, they'll just buy individual things. or They'll go on streaming services and watch online. When people talk about the uncertainty going forward, a lot of times what they think is, well, what platform will they watch games on? Will it be on their TV, their smartphone, their tablet? To me, more is, who will they buy it from? Will this turn into a pay-per-view model down the road where it's all streamed and sold individually by conferences and schools, et cetera? I mean, we don't know this. That's one of the reasons BYU, I think, is so attractive. Because BYU is a true national program. It's not just a matter of the LDS community. But college football fans in general, for several generations now, know that when they see that Y on the helmet, it's going to be exciting. And even if the score is out of whack early in the game, look out because somebody's coming back one way or the other. And it'll be fun. That's one of the reasons ESPN is so happy with the relationship with BYU. Is it's, it's exciting television. So going forward, I think one of the great things that BYU has to offer any Power 5 conference is the fact that they can expand their footprint nationally without having to expand their geographic footprint too far because BYU draws in those eyeballs from both coasts. And because with the uncertainty of how people will consume their sports. BYU is still a brand that people want to consume, however it ends up being done as a business model. Kalani, how, uh, did you look at the schedule before you took the job or right after for this first season? Well, I looked at it before. Yeah, what'd you think? I'm excited. It doesn't scare me. I mean, that's, I know, I know a lot of people are concerned it's a difficult schedule. Some said it's one of the more difficult ones that BYU's had. But uh, as a player, former player, uh, we would love the schedule. And, and I know for a lot of speaking to to a lot of my former teammates, uh, they feel the same way. And so our players in the position that they have, and, and they're just excited to be here and to have this opportunity to go against these opponents. And I mean, I think all, all the Power Five conferences are represented on a schedule, except for one being the ACC. And uh, Tom's working on getting that done. So we're, <laughs> we're excited to go against these guys. You look at this group ahead, and then you compare it to when you played, and it's night and day, the quality of opponent that, uh, that you're getting as independent. Yeah, we don't have to. We really won't have to worry about getting our guys up for the game, even though that wasn't really an issue in the past. But uh, you know, walking to the stadium and seeing these teams that that have a lot of tradition, like we do, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, the other day, I saw a picture of you and Kyle Whittingham embracing, mm-hmm. and uh, one, it was pretty cool. But then I was, it was shocked that the, that the Cougars and Utes coaches were embracing. Is that the direction you want to take the rivalry of, of all rivalries in this state? Well, first of all, I worked for, for sure. Kyle Whittingham, and uh, you know, I, I have uh, spent a lot of time with, with the University of Utah program. But um, first and foremost, he's a BYU graduate, yeah. and he's part of our family. And so uh, we, we spent a lot of time talking about the 96 team, but uh, you know, he played with Tom, and, and, and he, was a, um, he was here, played, played on our football team. And so that tradition was something that he, he helped lay the groundwork for himself and um, you know he's we have that connection but also the connection of being able to work with him yeah. uh, you know I've always I'm always going to be very thankful and show a lot of gratitude to the people that have helped me get to where I'm at Kyle Whittingham is definitely one of those and the rivalry uh, it's, it's 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 fun but it, it doesn't have to be so uh, so I don't know how to say it. it just doesn't have you don't have to wish bad things on others 
But I, I, at the same time, it's not my job to right. tell somebody how to, how to cheer. But, uh, you know, he's a friend of mine. Should he want a sideline <coughs> pass to come down to a game, you'd be able to accommodate your, your relationship? Just the one game. Just the one. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean we, 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 we know each other, and we... Uh, We'll always be friends, but I, I want to beat him so bad. And you so. put him in the end zone. Don't let him wear shoes. No. We, yeah. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna treat him all our opponents the right way because that's what BYU does. And um, but we want to win. That's number one. Speaking of winning, Trevor, you look at that all those P5 opponents. This is now the time to not just play those guys, but to beat them. Well, BYU's been competitive. I mean, look at the way that they played last year's schedule. And so I, I think there's a great opportunity here to to really show uh, progress and. I think fans need to understand how to watch BYU football this year because I think the team will be actually better. But they'll be learning new offensive and defensive systems, and the schedule has been upgraded from a standpoint of week after week after week. It's just a relentless parade of outstanding opponents. And so I think that the competitiveness and I think the fight and the fire are the things that, that fans will need to watch for as they go through. BYU will win their share of these games. Probably, you know, the, the, there's a, they won't win all of them. But I think fans need to look at the way they play and the way they embrace the new staff and the new systems as they watch this season because this schedule is one of the toughest schedules in the nation and there are very few schools that could get through it unscathed. So you just pulled the Miami Dolphins on us defending your 1984 team by saying this team win all the games. <laughs> uh, I, uh, <laughs> I wasn't intended that way, but, uh, but it, it was really a matter of respect because I think BYU, I think, and ESPN and, and Tom, they would never put together a schedule like this. If they didn't feel like BYU was competitive in a schedule like this. And I think that is a great sign for where this program is right now. All right, Coach, you ready to dismiss these two and bring your staff on? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. (laughs) Next, the return of former Heisman Trophy winner Ty Detmer to the BYU offense and the new brain trust. What kind of offense will they build? How will they use those two quarterbacks? This is the state of the program here on BYU TV. BYU fans, get your daily Cougar sports fix on BYU Sports Nation, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern time, 10 Mountain on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Today there'll be a two-hour media day edition following the state of the program. We welcome you back in to our program this morning. Joining Coach Sataki in the hot seats are the assistant head coach, Ed Lamb, who's coaching the special teams, defensive coordinator, E. Tuiaki, and offensive coordinator, Ty Detmer. They are here and ready to go. Welcome to BYU, and in many cases, welcome back. Ty, what's it mean to be here? Oh, it's great. It's uh, obviously a special place for me and I think for all of us. And so uh, it's been a lot of fun being back and kind of reliving some of the memories. Uh, You know, the days, it's hard to believe, it's 25 years ago uh, since I left Provo, but it's awesome to be back. Smile's still the same. Smile (laughs) has always been the same. Ed, how about you to be back? It's a, it's a privilege. It's an honor uh, to have an opportunity as a football coach to be in a place that the, the players are special everywhere. You get yep. to know them and you want, you want to help them win. But, but this place is special and was formative for me. And I talked to a couple of teammates yesterday that said as they, as they came into town, they saw the stadium and, and got emotional. And I get to live that every day. E, what's your experience been coming in having not been here? You know, grew up a big BYU fan. Dad played rugby here. Yeah. Um, being here with, with great coaches and a, and a dear friend as a head coach means a lot to me. So I'm really excited to be here as well. Coach, these are the first three guys you went out and got after you took the job. How yep. important are they to what you're building? They're huge. I mean, I, um, I, I was actually very excited that I was able to get all three of them. But, um, uh, you know, this isn't going to be a one-man job. So uh, we have a, a lot of great people that 
first of all, that are involved in the school um, with the faculty and staff administration, and then to have uh, you know these guys be joining me on the football on the football staff has been it's been an honor for me to have them around me. I mean, they're huge mentors to me in my career and, and uh, great friends. And uh, I mean, we we uh, have high opinions on and uh, strong opinions on what we want to do with the program, and we're able to talk it out and, and uh, figure out what's best for the players. Number one, and then. Uh, what's going to get us in a position where we can get some victories and I'm lucky to have these guys up here with me and just like I, I feel very honored to have the rest of the staff and, and the guys I get to work with. I go to, I go to work every day to a room full of people that I call family and so it's an, it's an honor for me to be here. Just one former head coach on this staff with Ed and your experience at Southern Utah. Ty, how, how valuable is that coming from uh, Coach Lamb here? Well, it was very valuable. I mean, this is my first go around college football so to have guys with experience around you uh, bounce things off of, ask questions, all those things have been huge for me. So, um, you know, we're, we're all blessed to have each other and, and the experiences we've all had at different places, things like that, but especially for me with, with having guys that have the college experience. And, Ed, what about, uh, what about with Ty on the staff? Uh, what, what does he bring from a coaching standpoint that will translate on the field? I think, I think football is a people business just like any other business. And the tactics, the strategies, there, there are so many different proven ways to win. But uh, Ty's, a, Ty's a people person, and uh, our staff responds to him. He made me forget in, in five minutes that he was the Heisman Trophy winner because he's so down to earth, and he, uh, he has, a, I think, a, an authentic, sincere way of coming across, and that will come across to our players as well. Took five minutes, huh? Was it a long five minutes? <laughs> I wasn't, I, so I didn't know Ty personally. It was, it was for me. It was intimidating to to meet him for the first time, and you know, I yeah. mean, I had to work my butt off just to get on the field a few times here. Right. And this is one of the all-time legends, and, and but uh, again, so personable and friendly and kind. It's because he had a cowboy. He had cowboy boots and a huge belt buckle. <laughs> And, uh, it was weighing him down, you know, so you had to get past that. He'll be all right. I lost the belt buckle, but not the boots. So. Not the boots. Never lose the boots. <laughs> he, uh, when, when, when you think of Coach Sataki, for folks around here, the, the defense that he helped build up at Utah, which, which put them where, where they are even today, and then the two of you coming from, from Oregon State, what, what, what defensive mentality do you get from, from Kalani here that can help you as the coordinator? I mean, they, he, he's, he's helped build uh, great defenses, tough defenses, defenses that do things the right way. Um, and I've, I've learned a lot the whole time I've been with him. And, you know, Ed's uh, also been a defensive coordinator as well as a, a head coach. And so those two um, have been huge for me in my development as a, as a first-time coordinator. Um, and, uh, but, but the defenses that, that they've coached and that play for them play hard for them. You know, the players know that, that they're loved and uh, they want to play hard. And so I think that's what, that's what I've learned from these two. Coach, how much of, uh, will you have your nose in his business over there as a defensive guy? Oh, he knows what he's doing. Um, and and uh, having Ed in that room and, and Gennaro and, and Steve Kofusi, mm. those guys, that's a great defensive staff. And so, um, you know, in addition to the, the, uh, the graduate assistants that we have there, um, they know what they're doing. And um, I'll, I'll spend some time with them. I, it's important for me to know what's going on on both sides of the ball, right. and also what's going on special teams, and these three run, run the show there. So I, I will be involved in every aspect of the game and every, every, every part of the team. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll give them my two cents, but we're all on the same page when it comes to the identity that we want on defense, 
what we want to do on offense and what we want to do as a special teams unit. So there's not going to be a lot of change there. The, the truth is, these guys are really not very comfortable up here, just like I am. We're not, this isn't our deal. We want to get on the real field and not this artificial stuff. So uh, we're looking forward to getting this over with so we can get on the field and play, and play some games. But there's no practice today, right? Just, we don't have your full attention. <laughs> no, not yet, but yeah. But, today. I mean, this is, we, we have to do it, I know. And, that's, that, and we're excited to do it because we're excited to talk about our players. Um, what we're not really excited about uh, and really comfortable with is talking about ourselves. Right. Um, but uh, that's why they're here because they're, they're they're humble men, and I love the fact that they that they um, they're quiet and they go about their business. But at the same time, don't mistake in hum- humility for um, for weakness because these guys know how to get it done, and they're all they're all, all silent assassins when it comes to coaching and football. Ty, how many times have you thought of a different play to call for the first play? When your offense takes the field in Arizona. Yeah, I haven't really thought about that first play. Really? Yet. Yeah, we, uh, we still have some work to do with getting just the base stuff in a little bit. But um, I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm ready to get going game planning and doing those types of things. And as with the defense that you've inherited, and we'll talk with your staff further, uh, Coach E, uh, what, what, what mentality do you expect on your side of the ball? I, I think that uh, Bronco's done a great job, you know, the whole time he was here and the defenses have always been tough. They've always played hard. They've always played hard for each other and for the institution. And uh, we'll, we'll continue that, you know, as well as put in uh, our, our little uh, flavor. But uh, we, we want to continue to be known as a team that, that plays hard, that represents the, the, the church and the institution the right way and, uh, and get it done the right way. And this staff, I, I can't think of another staff that comes in brand new and inheriting a team that's not at rock bottom. You, you've got a lot of talent for a group of first-year coaches. What do you make of that? Yeah, it's, it's a privilege to coach these guys. I hoped when I came back to BYU that I would find the culture that I knew as a player, a bunch of hardworking, dedicated guys. And I don't, know, I don't know that there's been a time here in the last several decades where you had to come in and build an expectation to win. And we're all going to be the benefactors of of being around those guys. It's it's a privilege to coach them every day. All right, we're going to get defensive when we come back. We'll introduce you to the defensive staff and look at some of the difference makers packing big plans for the upcoming season. This is the state of the program here on BYU TV. Well, they show a regular rush. It has been 20 years since the Cougars made their historic run and won the Cotton Bowl later today at 4 Eastern, 2 Mountain. We'll revisit that 1996 season and talk with those players that made those great moments. 1996 revisited 4 o'clock Eastern today. And look at that group. Not many teams won 14 games during a regular season. And uh, BYU did it in 1996. We continue with the state of the program. Let's get defensive for a few moments. Joining Coach Tuiaki is Steve Kafusi, defensive line coach. Gennaro Guilford back at BYU to coach the cornerbacks. Ed Lamb as well stays with us uh, as we move into the discussion of what kind of defense we're going to see. Uh, first of all, tell me how important it is to have Gennaro back at BYU. It's, it's huge. You know, when, when we were going out to try to uh, fill our spots. It was it was important for us to make sure that we got guys that understood the program, as well as guys that could recruit, you know, guys that uh, kids could relate to. And and Gennaro um, filled every every single one of those uh, 
um, expectations. One thing we'll see in the 96 uh, reunion show, those lockdown corners, when your cornerbacks can lock in on guys, it seems like everybody else gets to do other things. Gennaro, what's your goal with your group? Just to be competitive, you know, um, not to just want to win or, or try to win at every rep, but expect to win, you know, and when you expect to win, good things happen. Steve, you're the veteran of this, of this bunch, uh, and you get a chance to do what you love, which is still stay with those defensive linemen. Your son Bronson made you look really good last year. He did. What do you got this year? Uh, you know, we got some, uh, you know, Travis Tuloma's experienced player coming back at a yeah. nose guard position, and we got some young players that played a little bit last year, so, so, so there's a little bit of experience there. But uh, I'm always excited about new kids coming in, uh, you know, seeing what they can do. I mean, we recruited them here, and we, they do have some ability. So, so it's exciting to see what the, you know, the, uh, the maturity that takes place from year to year. Looking forward to it. And how important was it to have Steve still on this staff moving forward with your new group? I, th- I think, number one, it's critical whenever a new staff comes in. You have to have guys around that know how things work. Right. I mean, for everything from where the admissions office is and, and in the layout of campus to the personalities on the team. And, and so just a guy, but to have it be Steve, who has a, a history here as, as a player and such a great uh, reputation as a recruiter and a technical coach, uh, it's been big. And I've, I've personally enjoyed his friendship, too, and getting to know him. Koshi, let's look at the defensive numbers from last year, and where do you see this team needing to get better uh, really, really fast in time for Arizona? Cal, you, you hope that you can, you can be top ten in every single category, you know, but uh, um, you know, we, we, we've got a different system that we've got that we're running, and we just want to make sure that we're trying to create as many big plays as we can and you know, obviously, like everybody else, stop the run and, and uh, get, get some turnovers to help the offense out. What do you want? You to go three down linemen or four? And how's your, how's your system shape out? We're, we're going to be a little bit of both, but we're primarily going to be four down. Um, and just, I think, philosophically, we, we feel like we can pressure the quarterback a little bit better with four than with three. Three, it's, it's a lot harder to stop offensively because of the different, different uh, looks that you can give, but four... Um, disrupts timing a little bit better, and that's how, what we're trying to do. How long does it take to make that transition from from three down to four? Uh, it's a, in in Is a it three, a in a thing? no, well, a little bit, but in a three down system, your your boundary outside backers is a D end, and so it's uh, it's been a, um, an easy transition for our kids. You know, Sunatakaki, Saito, to all those boys are basically playing D end now. Yeah. You know, Lene, <clears throat> and so it's uh, I, I think it's been pretty good so far. Gennaro, uh, you got some experience coming back. What do you like in the secondary? Of course, Mike, Mike Davis coming back as a senior um, is, is great to have, yeah. being that he's been here for that long. Um, great game experience. We have a couple of players that played in a lot of games. We have some young guys coming along that um, I can't wait to get in fall camp to see them compete. You know? um, and that's, that's the most important part is just, just to see them compete in fall camp, and we'll just kind of go from there. But... I have faith in all of them. They, they've all came a long way from the spring till now. Yeah. So just can't wait to fall camp to sit in and compete. The guys like Kainakua back there, as you move deeper into the secondary, Ed, how important is he? We need that leadership. We need that experience, that expectation to play well. Uh, Micah Hanneman is, is another one, played mostly corner last year, and, and he's stepping into the safety spot. We have actually 13 safeties in spring practice, which, really? is, which is an absurdly high number. 
but a really competitive group and a lot of guys that can win games. Who's in charge of the defense uh, when you break the huddle? E? Who's, who is, is it the safety spot or is it Harvey Longy? Who's, who's calling the shots to keep everyone? So there's a lot of communication going on. You know, the, the secondary kind of has their guys with the safety that's, that's communicating. And um, the front, the, in, the inside backers are the ones that's communicating to the D-line. And so um, it's really between the safety and the backer spot is where a lot of, a lot of the communication is being done. Fred Warner uh, figures to have a big year. Uh, leading the pack, really strong at linebacker. Fred Warner is a really, really good player. We're excited about him. He's got his brother. How's that working yeah. out? Brother's brother's doing well. The whole Warner Brothers media campaign thing is just waiting for a couple of big plays to, <laughs> to launch into. When we uh, when we meet again, let's say eight months from now, what do you want your defense to have been known for running through this big schedule? Being tough competitors being tough competitors and showing up when the game was on the line. Ed, what about your group? I'm hesitating because the first thing that comes to my mind is I want all those guys to graduate and I want them to keep keep, uh, their family name clean. And and in the end, when we talk about on the field, though, I think being supportive of uh, Elisa's goals, that's exactly what we, we want those guys to be tough and competitive and feared amongst their opponents. Steve, what do you want everyone to think about that defensive line? Man, you know, I want my guys to be resilient, you know, and, uh, you know, each play, uh, you know, controlling the line of scrimmage. So just being, you know, reckless, abandoning a group up front uh, and being fearless. Uh, the schedule to me doesn't, you know, it's another schedule. I don't care who's on the schedule. Right. Um, I talk to them a lot about, you know, it doesn't matter what the score is. It's about making that person across the line respect them. So at the end of the game, you walk away, win or lose. You know, I want those guys to walk with, man, that guy made me work hard today and, and uh, you know, fought with me all the way till the end. So that's the kind of, you know, that's what I want out of my defensive linemen. Gennaro? Touching what the rest of the coaches said, you know, being tough, physical, competitive. You know, um, high effort guys, um, mentally tough. Yeah. You know, mentally tough guys. That's that's playing the game smart, playing the game smart, and um, we want the guys across from us to know that they, they they play the game regardless regardless of the score, regardless of the outcome. They, I want I want the the guy across from us to know that they they play the game. Who on your staff is going to be the most nervous going into the Arizona game? Me. And <laughs> <laughs> then the, just the trickle down. <laughs> I think they're all ready and comfortable, experienced guys, and I'm nervous. I'm going to rely on Kalani a lot and Ed. So, All right. When we come back, Ty and the offense will get back here in the hot seat. We'll discuss the quarterbacks, the offensive line, the return of Jamal Williams, who's closing in on BYU's all-time rushing record. This is the state of the program on BYU TV. Hey, plan to be with us for the season premiere of After Further Review on Tuesday, August 9th, the new time, 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain. Former Cougars Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and Brian Logan will help you get ready for the new season. We're looking forward to this show this year. Don't miss AFR on BYU TV. Ty Detmer back with us along with his offensive staff, and let's introduce him to you. Ben Cahoon returns as the receivers coach. Ben's going to have his number retired by Montreal in the Canadian Football League on July 29th, just days before the start of the fall campaign. Steve Clark's going to coach the tight ends. Mike Empey returns to coach the offensive line. Reno Mahe will coach the running backs. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you here. 
Thank you. Thank you. Ty, you like this group? I love them. If this was an episode of Survivor, who would you vote off the island first? Vote off the island yeah. first? I would probably prefer to leave myself. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy a good meal and snacks. And <laughs> Reno, how big of a deal is it to be on this staff for you? Um, I think it's a huge deal. I think a lot of what uh, um, our AD, Tom Homo, and bringing in Kalani, and then just there's a lot going on, and I don't know. It's just exciting. So um, we're all excited. We've got a great schedule ahead of us. You know, they did a good job scheduling that, and we're fortunate to have a lot of great players. Tom Homo or uh, Bronco Mendenhall left us a lot of great players. So we're excited and up for the challenge. So much to do with the quarterbacks and, and the resurgence of the tight end position, which was so big while you were a player here. Let's talk about the offensive line for a moment, Mike, because it all starts there. Uh, who's your center, and, and how is the line shaping up? Well, we finished spring ball, and uh, Parker Daw was playing center, and you know we'll probably start where we finished spring ball at that point. We have uh, a couple of new faces with us, uh, with Kean Norman and Tijon being back with us and so as we kind of get going in the fall we'll, we'll we might have some transition there and we might have some work to do there just to to see what our best fit is going to be inside and and how everybody learns some of the new guys learn what's going on in there Tijon back he's uh, had some time away from the program i read in dick Harmon's article in the desert news that he's built like a truck and ready to go uh he's had time lost missing spring but uh you expect big things out of him? We do. I mean, all of them. They've all been working hard. Tijon's in great shape. They're all bigger and stronger. They've had a real successful offseason in the weight room with, with Coach Tafisi. So, I, you know, we're just kind of anxious to get everybody together and be able to work on football again. Ben, good to have you back. Your receiving core, you lose some key guys that were key possession receivers. Bring some young guys back. What do you like of your group? I like the whole group. Um, we've got experience. Uh, we've got three or four seniors that have been there and done that and are playmakers. And we've got some young guys that are going to be exciting. Um, I think some of these young guys, as time goes on, I think it'll be they'll upgrade the whole group. And uh, some of them might surprise some people and, and play early on this year. Steve, the tight end spot's been gone from, from BYU for some time in the recruiting cycle and, and, and kind of a work in progress. How is that position coming now compared to where you want to take it? Well, I think we have five guys right now. Uh, I don't think any of them caught a ball last year. Right. So there's potential there, but we don't need potential. We need production. Um, so there's, there, there's guys to work with. Um, but, you know, because we're, we're a little bit young, I've decided to bring Chad Lewis back for another year. So. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Nice job, Chad. Hey, he really probably awesome. doesn't know that, but we're happy to have him back. Ty, uh, we were looking at your stats the other day. You threw so many balls to the tight end in that offense. How important is it to get that position back? Well, it's important. Uh, Steve's done a great job through spring with uh, the, the guys that we had out there, and, and they came so far through spring ball. And so the a couple of them were, will be back. A couple of the five out of the five, three are, are guys that weren't practicing during the spring. So we feel like um, Tanner and, and uh, Nate are going to give us, you know, the experience they had through spring ball continue to improve, and then the other three will be battling it out to try to get in there. So um, 
it's an important position, I think, uh, on the football field, and um, you know we'll we'll make it work one way or another. Um, but we hope that a couple of those guys really step up and become the players we think they can be. I was trying to think of the last time BYU had just one quarterback play a whole season, and maybe maybe back as far as John Beck, but I, I couldn't I couldn't grasp it because it seemed like so many have played. You've got a couple now in Tanner and Taysom, uh, and and Bo. Uh, who saw some time last year. How do you manage that group to where you know uh, what you're going to do at the first possession of the first game against Arizona? Well, I think the first couple weeks of camp, you're giving everybody reps. You're you're putting in all the offense you want, and you're evaluating. And then as you get later on, you start narrowing it down, and you decide who's going to be taking those first snaps and uh, start game planning uh, a couple weeks out. So... We've got some time. We want to see everybody go and play and compete, and then uh, we'll make the decision what's best for the team at that time. Do you think uh, for Arizona's sake and for fans' sake that you'll just wait until the team runs out on the field before everyone knows who the quarterback is to start the season? No, I think there's there's plenty of leaks around every program <laughs> that uh, <laughs> word will get out. Um, so I'm just concerned that we want to we want to go in knowing who that guy is and what we're going to do. And so I'm not concerned with what Arizona knows, what they don't know. Uh, we need to prepare to be ready to play, and and whoever's going to be pulling the trigger needs needs the reps for those couple weeks to get ready. And Reno, congratulations! Uh, your first year running back coach and Jamal Williams is back. Yeah, yeah, it's, he's <laughs> definitely going to make my life really easy. <laughs> so I'm excited to have him, and I'm excited for him to. Um, you know, show everyone he got a nice you know, rest his legs all last year. And so, again, with the core that we have, even Algie Brown coming back, um, we're, we're definitely going to, uh, or for me at least, I'll, I'll sleep good. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be good. Yes, you will. We're going to hear from Jamal, Tanner, and Taysom coming up next. Fred with us as well as our state of the program continues here on BYU TV. The stars of the hour take the stage next. Coming up after State of the Program, a two-hour edition of BYU Sports Nation. More from the quarterbacks, Taysom Hill and Tanner Mangum. Jamal Williams is back, plus Super Bowl champion Dennis Pitta. An A-list rundown in Studio B next. Stay with us on Media Day. Those two guys haven't slept for days to get ready for this show. It's a pleasure to welcome senior quarterback Taysom Hill, sophomore quarterback Tanner Mangum, senior running back Jamal Williams, and, of course, the great Fred Warner, who's emerging as a force at linebacker. Thank you for being here. Great to be here. Yeah, this is interesting. Last year at this time, remember Jamal and Taysom, you were both here. We're talking about the season. And then in a flash, both were gone. How important and valuable is it to both be back and have one more shot? We actually planned it. You know, we said <laughs> we, we need one more year here. Uh, no, I, I'm just excited um, to, be, to be back at BYU. I love BYU. I'm a BYU guy, right? And uh, to have the opportunity to play with Jamal again, so much fun. I, we kind of laughed the first, first day of spring ball. We're <laughs> like, who would have thought in 2016 we'd be back on the same team? So it's been fun. Jamal, what's it mean to be back? Uh, it feels great to be back. I'm grateful to be back. I'm grateful to be back with my teammates again and to finish my last year with them. Uh, it's been it's been um, emotional for me to be with them again for my last year. I mean, every day I come in, and I I thank God every day for me to be back playing with these guys. And they just they make me a better person. They bring the greatness out of me every time I'm on the field and off on the field. So. 
I'm just grateful to be back with him. Tanner, you ready to be a sophomore yet? Ty Detmer to be your quarterback coach. How valuable is that for you in your development? Oh, it's been great. You know, I grew up a huge BYU fan, and you know, everyone knows who Ty Detmer is. And so when I first met him, he was a little bit starstruck. But then as you get to know him and work with him, you know, he's so down to earth, humble, and really smart. So it's been, uh, it's been a big learning experience. I've still got a long ways to go, a lot, a lot to learn from him. So it's been good. Fred, you got a big, tough defensive guy, again, as your head coach. Right. What attitude do you want to take on that side of the ball? Well, uh, Coach Tuiaki's come in, and he's been straight up with what he's wanted. Uh, all the coaches have, actually. They've all said that we want to be very aggressive. And, uh, you know, Coach Mendenhall and K-Pop and all those other guys from the previous defense, they instilled in us to play very hard and, you know, be aggressive. And so I think that will just translate over right into this defense, and we should be uh, really good with all the players coming back. So I'm excited. All right, we're going to turn you guys loose for BYU Sports Nation, where you really get grilled with a lot of questions. How are you feeling? Feel good. Two thumbs up, ready to go. I saw you as you're heading out to golf the other day. I said, (laughs) anyone going to play 18 holes is feeling just fine. The stars of BYU, we look forward to seeing them on the field against Arizona. You're just around the corner. Thank you for being with us. I'm Dave McCann. The countdown to kickoff is officially on. BYU Sports Nation's next. I'll see you back here at 4 Eastern, 2 Mountain with the 1996 Cougars. We really have one of the greatest seasons in the history of BYU football.